California dreaming. I'm pumped for the weekend. Is that how it goes? No, I just made that, that up. That was actually. pretty good. Yeah, I, I thought about it right before we press record, and I found two words that rhyme pretty well, so I went for it. Wow, honestly, I thought that's how the song. Yeah, went. give me getting give me some writing credits. Be, what is that? The Beach Boys? Who is that? Jim Beach Boys? I don't know. California dreaming doesn't matter. If I feel like it's just the not Beatles. the Beach Boys at all. Beach, it gotta be the Beatles or the Beach Boys. You don't, you don't even sure. have shades on though. What's going on? Yeah, uh, I didn't procure a pair. I, I probably should have thought about that. Oh well. Oh well. Oh well. Only one of us can be cool. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You gotta try your darndest. That's for sure. But uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's. How we doing, folks? How we doing? Great to have you back. It's another beautiful Friday out of the Hall of Fame city, Canton, Ohio. I even got the logo on today, folks. Hall of Fame city. There's not much else that goes on here, but there is the Hall of Fame. Yeah, if, if you want to come and, you know, I don't know, waste $40, whatever it costs to get in there. No, I'm kidding. It, it's a, it's an all right place. I was there a couple weekends ago with some family. It's a good time. Really? You went there? Yeah, so uh, they're, they're doing some revamping. Um, As you've seen, you, all yeah. that construction over there, they bought a ton of land, bought out some houses. Um, I, I believe they're kind of uh hoping the the sports gambling gets passed here in ohio here shortly um i so hope so I, too they're gonna i believe they're putting in a sports book um they kind of revamped the hall of fame a little bit they have some interactive stuff down there it's a pretty good time yeah i think it's definitely gonna pass um i like to partake a little bit but you know the odds of winning are very very slim yeah i lose a lot me too i'm actually up about 150 bucks total in all my bets which is really good but uh, yeah. that's not very much money. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm not in a good place. But uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, what do we got this week, T? We got. Uh, so we we were singing California Dream, and I wanted to segue it in there. We kind of oh, got yeah. off on a tangent to start there, but California Dreaming, because we're headed out to California. We're headed out to California for Bobby Leviton. Bob well, I, Bob Leviton. Yeah, Bob Leviton. You know, you wouldn't necessarily call him a new driver, but he's newer compared to some of the interviews we've had with our drivers. And uh, just because you're new doesn't mean you're not one of the best. And he's a great example of that. Yeah, for sure. He's also got got his wife out there, Catherine, who they operate both on the platform yep. pretty pretty frequently here and there. Um, and, and I mean, they're they're right in the heart of it, right? They're right in downtown LA, pretty much helping mm -hmm. us out with Easy Cater, helping us out with Takaya. Mm -hmm. um, we got some pretty steady partners out there keeping it keeping the ebbs and flows going. So. I mean, we touched on a lot of stuff. Bob is uh, has some previous marketing experience. Uh, he used to work on some some television shows back in the day. I, I know we touched on that in the interview a little bit. His, yep. his past experiences, and then, and then he brings a ton of stuff to the table, right? He shows kind of a he's a he's a tips and tricks guy. I, I would say for sure. He's a prepared person. Yeah, yeah. He, he I think he shows us a ton of stuff um, in the interview as well that he kind of utilizes during his day. So that'll be a good one for the viewers, good one for the drivers, a good one for the the prospective drivers as well. Maybe show what a successful driver can look like. Yep. So I'm excited to get to know Bob. And after that, we have a little meet the team with Cody Stasky, our business development guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting into 2019. I believe Cody, I think Cody's the first 2019 hiree. Um, obviously he, he was brought on, like you said, for the, the restaurant relations, the, the partner side of things. He's kind of our, uh, our contracts guy wheeling and dealing out there with the stores, with the restaurants, trying to get new business generated for you drivers, get you mm -hmm. some more deliveries. But he's a Steelers fan. That's a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. It, it definitely hurts morale come, you know, the end of, you know, I'd say, I guess the beginning Changes of winter. Changes who you are, actually. Like no November, December, when we're coming to playoff times. Yeah. Quick, you know, the, the Brown Steelers are always ending the year, kind of trying to get in the playoffs. And there's a lot of butting of heads, I would yeah. say, toward, towards that time of year. Yeah. Honestly, uh, 
I forgive him after the season's over for a few weeks, but once it starts up again, it's game on. Yeah, and, and realistically, the Steelers, uh, I think they're going down. It may, hopefully, the Browns are just going up, you know? Yeah, I mean, the Browns have went up quite a bit with their first year. Anyways, all right, guys, let's get into this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like going to turn into a sports podcast. I'll talk sports all day, baby. <laughs> but yeah, we got, we got Bob Levitin. We got Cody in the books. Let's get into it, right? All right, I'm excited. See you there. All right, we are back with the newest guest on the Delivering More podcast. This week, we have Bob from Los Angeles. Bob, thank you so much for joining us Welcome. this afternoon. So glad to be here. Very excited about this. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you've been uh, you kind of stormed on the platform as of late. You became a uh, a, a mainstay out there in Los Angeles here over over the past year, the COVID year, I would say. So we uh, appreciate all the time and work you put in. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, actually, just started last uh, fall, so it's uh, August, September, so it's been a, a good run. And uh, obviously, fourth quarter, anyone who drives for the platform knows is like the best, the best right. time. And then you hit first quarter, and things aren't quite so good, but uh, they they've picked up again, and it looks like we're back into a nice, uh, steady rhythm. Yeah, it should be a good year. But but Bob, what uh, you know, obviously you're delivering here with us now. But what about you? What did you do before this? You know. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've seen other podcasts and you've got people with very interesting backgrounds. Mine's kind of unique. Um, I actually started out as a, a television talk show producer here in Los Angeles. I Perfect. did that for about 15 years. Uh, a lot of shows that you might know, your parents might know. And then there are some shows that probably only the immediate uh, families of the cast and crew would probably have ever <laughs> okay. heard of. Um, Good Morning America, I was an entertainment producer. Oh, no uh, way. For a couple of years, that's one that's still on. And uh, yeah, no, I, and I was telling Ben, this is interesting. I, I conducted, not on camera, but, you know, as a producer, uh, thousands of interviews. It's the first time I've actually been interviewed. So interesting to have that. Wow. Have the tables yeah. stirred, turn so, turn uh, the tables a little bit on you. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I did that for, for many, many years um, and then uh, switched over uh, the, the kind of shows that I worked on, which were more celebrities and cooking and fashion and kind of, you know, probably similar to um, what uh, Kelly and Ryan you know, are doing, uh, you know, sort of multi-segment. And those shows kind of went away and were replaced by uh, uh, Maury Povich, who I understand is just retiring after. Right. Years, yeah. Uh, he uh, just Jerry called Springer. it quits. You know, I used to say horrible people doing horrible things to other horrible people. And, and, <laughs> and I didn't want to do that. And so I had a, a, a friend who I had worked with on talk shows who also had some success in, uh, interestingly, infomercials. Um, and uh, I came, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer. I came from a business background. He thought I would do well. And uh, at the time, I joked that infomercials seemed like a step up from certainly the kind of uh, talk shows that were being produced. So I, I did that. The first show I wrote and produced made $50 million in the first year. Um, wow. And, uh, and what was great is, you know, on TV, you know, the ratings don't really change all that much. And you know, I was saying, unless someone called in for the cheesecake recipe, you don't really get a lot of feedback. But mm -hmm. with the, you know, we call it direct response or direct consumer advertising, you know, immediately if you're doing well, because each, uh, each show has a unique phone number, people call in and you can say, this is working, this isn't working. And it was, it was exciting. And it was nice to see a tangible result to the work that I, I was doing. 
So I did that also for another 15 years, uh, switching to digital marketing. And then right before COVID, the company that I was working with, uh, they sold off a part of, of the company that I was involved with and uh, I was out of work. So I, I did some consulting, but you know, still looking keep busy. And, and my son had driven for Postmates. I'd actually taken him around on, on some and I thought, you know what? I can do that. Uh, fill yeah, time, enough. get a little extra money. And uh, so I started doing that and I started doing quite well. I, I added the you know other three at the time, uh, Uber Eats, Grubhub and, and DoorDash. And uh, you know, I was doing 20, 30 orders a day and really you know, wow. very, very busy. Um, and then uh, you know, then I found you guys, and uh, so I do less of that. But uh, um, you know, and one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I was sharing with Ben, is you know, I did as a marketer, I really approached the business from that perspective in, in terms of how can I uh, be as successful as possible, and, and obviously that also translates to making the most money, of course, right? And uh, so it, it it was interesting in that you know. Uh, this type of delivery service is, is we're fortunate because people already have a predisposition to tipping for food service. Your right. Amazon guy, your FedEx guy, you know, you don't tip them. Your mailman probably does more <laughs> than anyone. <laughs> maybe, maybe give them a, uh, Christmas, maybe a present. Christmas time. So, you know, I approached it from that perspective and said, you know, what can I do to draw attention to myself? Just like I'd be marketing a product, what can I do to make myself special? And so, um, you know, it really comes down to connecting with the customer. Um, right. You know, when you're in a restaurant, you have a face-to-face -face connection. 95% um, of drivers probably have no communication with their customers at all. And then with COVID, you don't even have a chance for a face-to-face -face meeting. So with uh, Postmates, I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys drove. I don't know if you drove for, for that platform or others, but at the time they were the only ones that um, had customers tipping after the order. All the others, you pre -tip. Oh yeah, after so the experience. So while a lot of people saw that as a as a problem, you know, you could be taking a three dollar order and making three dollars, or you could make fifteen. You just don't know. Right. Um, right. I saw it as an opportunity uh, because course. it was the tip was still in play, if you will. Um, so I created some strategies to be able to connect with the customer and uh, to be able to build a relationship that would allow me to get more more tips yeah that's a that's a good point um because like you said a lot of people do look at that as a negative because some you know some of the um, partners that we work with they do that same thing you, you know you might take a receipt to the drop off for the customer to sign in the gratuity and whatnot and i i think largely i would say over 90 percent of um, drivers believe that's actually more of a negative than having a pre-tip because you're guaranteed but that is an interesting approach, and I'm glad well, to get so this out to them. It's a good perspective. I will tell you what I did, and 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 I love the, the platform to share it because I like to help people. I like to share what I learn, and and I've really not, you know, other than a few drivers that I've met. So, again, it's about them knowing who you are. You know, otherwise you're just someone on an app. So every delivery I would make, I would reach out to the customer. I would introduce myself. I would use their name. I would say, "Hi, Mary. This is Bob." Postmates, just letting you know, and this and this is the difference. I said, just letting you know, I'm on the way to the restaurant. While I'm there, is there anything extra I can get for you? Plates, napkins, sealed utensils, any extra condiments or sauces for your order? Just let me know. 
And that was the difference. People, wow. you know, some didn't respond. People go, that's so amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're awesome. No, I don't need anything, but thanks anyway. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, hey, wow. Yeah. Can you pick up a couple extra ranch dressing? That'd be so great. Boom. Now, you, now you've got them. My tips were, quite honestly, through the roof. I, I, I mean, I, I was so pleased. Not, you know, not everyone, but I, I knew that I was getting more just, and I could tell just based by on the reaction from the people that they were, they were into it. Um, and then when Postmates went away, um, Uber Eats is sort of the, the next one because they, you tip in advance, but they give the customer an hour to change yep, their tip. To adjust it. And oh, I actually didn't know that. I would say, yeah, 80% cool. of the deliveries I make, I get over tipped and it's usually 50 to 100% more wow. than what they had originally. So at first I was, uh, you know, every time, you know, I, in, in my phone, Hey, uh, you know, I'm on my way, blah, blah, blah. And, and then, then I got smart. So I use now, um, Apple and I think Androids have it too, a text replacement feature where I can just type in a couple of, you know, a couple of uh, buttons and it spits out the whole thing. All I need to do is put in the person's name. Hi, Mary. Yeah. And then the rest, hi, this is Bob, whatever service. And then I'd also customize it. So if it was a Chinese restaurant, it would say, you know, can I get you extra chopsticks or soy sauce? If it's a Mexican Fortune cookies. Extra salsa. You know, mm -hmm. What kind would you like? Uh, pizza, uh, uh, grated cheese or pepper flakes. And then I would also, when I got the order, I would say, I'm on my way. Here's when I'm going to be there. If I had another delivery and I was multi-apping, talk about that. Um, sometimes I would have other orders. I would say, I've got another order. I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll let you know when I'm on my way and thank you for your patience and I'll mm. promise to keep your food hot. And people ate it up, yeah. mainly because no one was doing it. And, and, and I'll, I'll let you jump in. When I started doing it, and this is how I knew that I was onto something, probably three days in, I make a delivery, customer comes up to the car, hands me a $50 bill and says, I've been getting food delivery for years. Nobody has ever done this. That's exactly what I was so, going to say. Like, talk about, you know, make, you know, doing more than you're asked, but also the, I think the surprise factor for the customer that, um, you know, like they said, they've so been getting food. They're so like willing to go the extra mile. Yeah. Like they never get that. So like that's, that surprise factor almost encourages them to, you know, offer a better gratuity because the service was just never seen before and, ever. And this exactly. is Bob, Bob, we actually talked about this off camera on, well, on camera for us, but off camera yeah. for the audience, but the, the law of reciprocity, right? And like you were talking yeah. about how if you basically do something for someone, they, they almost automatically feel, um, obligated to do something in return for you. So like, and we were talking about how, like, even if they're not expecting that they, yeah. you know, they almost immediately feel obligated to do something in return, whether yeah. they immediately asked you to do something or you yeah. just reached out beforehand. Like he said, he's, he's reaching out beforehand. They're not expecting it, but because he made that extra effort now they're like, Oh, well, maybe since he did something for me, I should do something for him. And it yeah. just kind of snowballs into yeah. those fifty percent. I think when people pre-tip, you know, or you think, you know, they've got a base number in their mind. You know, you know, I'm a fifteen percent tipper. I'm an eighteen percent tipper. But that's base. That's baseline. You know, and if you're in a restaurant, same thing. If the if the if the server goes out of their way to do something above and beyond what you would have expected, you're going to tip them more. And it's it's the same. It's the same idea. And and that's exactly right. But when you said, and the interesting part of that that law is that. Whether they asked for it or not, you still 
did something for them. Right. And this, you know, and it's not, you know, this is more than just a smiley face on a post-it or, you know, you know, texting them, thank you for your order. This is you actively offering to do something above and beyond. And it, it really uh, has trickled down. It, and now the other apps where you're pre-tipped, you're, you're not going to get more money. But, you know, I do it just as, as a, as a yeah, practice as a, now. As a standard. Uh, because it's the right thing to do. It's good for the customers. And also, you know, I've got a, you know, an Uber Eats, a, a 4.99 rating. You know, my, my DoorDash rating is close to five. You know, so it also allows that if you screw up sometimes, you've got a little pad there because, you yeah. you know, they can see that the customers love you and that you've got good ratings and great comments. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, I was telling Bennett, there's a book all about what they call ethical influence, things you can do that are not tricky, not devious, but are, uh, but just simply take advantage of a situation that is presented to you. In this case, you have the ability to contact the customers. Most people just never think of doing it. And that's sort of how, how that whole thing works. Yeah. And Bob, I, I want to tell the listeners because some of your stats, we have some of your stats here, and I, I think they're they're kind of crazy for the short amount of time. So right. we we have just your stats from October 2021 to December 2021. Yeah. So and what is, is that? Two, three is, months? We were talking about all these other platforms. This is solely on the Deliver That yeah, platform. This is obviously. just Deliver That. So this is what? Two, three months, if I'm correct. October, November, December. Three yeah. months. Yep. 240 total deliveries, which is, what, isn't that the, is that the, the platinum bonus or is that 250? I, I was actually very fortunate that my first full quarter, which was last quarter of last year, I did get to the uh, platinum level. I got Hell the yeah. bonus, the swag, and uh, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for the uh, the personal handwritten letter from your CEO, but I'm sure- <laughs> We'll he, put a uh, word in, yeah. yeah. I'm we'll sure make he's sure that thinking gets about what he wants to say, and, and maybe after <laughs> I call him out, it will uh, it will become a strongly worded message, but- uh, Yeah. We're going to clip oh. it and send it to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll let him know. We'll let him know yeah. you're on the lookout. Oh, hopefully he has a sense of humor about it. But no, I know he's busy and it's, uh, you know, you guys are great. And it's wonderful that you have those types of, of incentives to kind of, you know, when I was checking right at the end, am I close? Am I there? And I think I yep. got to like 204 for the quarter. But uh, yeah, that was, that was a fun time. We have 240 from October to December, and then that's 111,000 total food delivered, which is, I mean, we have, you know, we've had drivers deliver all year and not do that much. You know what I mean? Like that's, that that's some commitment right there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is well, busy out there in your area too, to, you know, which helps yeah. a lot. So, well, and, and there's also a way, you know, things that I do to help facilitate that as well. You know, I know that there are different levels and some drivers see orders uh, earlier, but I, you know, I work it. I treat it like a business. It drives my wife who also drives not as much as I do. Uh, it drives her crazy with the ding, ding, dings going on off all the time. <laughs> I but I have, I always have a phone in front of me and I'll talk, a little later if we have time about some of the things that I do and some of the, the little gadgets and stuff that I do. But but oh, yeah. essentially, you know, if, you know, it, it's an, it was an interesting uh, switch because with the other services, you know, they give you an order. You've got a minute or so to decide whether you want it. Uh, but with you, you got to, you know, it's on demand. You got to be there. And so you've got to have that app in your face. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the worst thing is, you know, you you're watching it for hours and then you decide to, you know, go look at an email and bam, something comes in, you get back and, and it's gone. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, one of the things, and I would, I'll talk about it more, but I, I have uh, three phones that I, that I use. Oh my. <laughs> um, 
and uh, it, which seems excessive and expensive, but but it actually doesn't have to be, and I'll tell you why. So one of them in the car I use exclusively for GPS, because again, the worst thing is you know because you're you're driving, that's always going to be on, and if an order comes in, you got to switch. So that's that. I have a second phone that I use. That's just my deliver that phone. It's always on that platform. It's always in my face, in the car, at home. I've got the strap. I have it around my neck. So if I'm oh walking my. around the house, it's, that's dedication. It's it's, it's it's always always there. Yeah. So um, uh, uh so you, if and then the uh, and then the third one is is just whatever I, I use for the phone. But but what was interesting, I'm with T-Mobile. I called them up. Uh, a lot of uh, phone companies have these promotions. They said, add an extra line and you can get a phone for free. Mm -hmm. So I got the cheapest phone. Again, all it needs to do is one thing. For In my case, it was 20, 25 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And that's one order. You pick up one order yeah, that you wouldn't true. have gotten otherwise, that covers that. And then for that's the third true. phone, I found, I mean, I think we all have phones in our drawer, old phones that we don't use anymore, <laughs> right? Uh, that we haven't sold. So I just pulled one up and uh, I used my uh, my GPS phone as a hotspot. And so I don't even have to pay for, for uh, the service. Um, so that's free. So for $20 a month, I'm basically running an, an extra phone and that lets me do what I need to do. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great tip. We did talk to, I don't know if you watched the Tanya and Dave interview. They're just San Jose's... Is, North? Although are those the ones who travel around the country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, I did yeah they they mentioned they had they have two providers. They use yes. Verizon and AT and T. So they, they might that. be spending a little more than you are, but anything anything you can do, I think, with the phones, especially like well, you said, when you're when you're trying to fight for deliveries, is a is a huge thing to to make note of. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me talk about some of the things that I learned from when I started with Deliver That, that I okay. didn't yeah, know let's, necessarily. Yeah, let's get into the time with Deliver That. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, again, uh, Holly did a great job of, of, uh, of onboarding. She's she, right yeah, here. she's actually, she's actually a producer yeah. in the building yeah. today. Jim's and, and out of the town. Way, I, I will say, you guys are great. I, I mean, everyone I've spoken to, just so professional, so kind, so courteous. I would like to give a special um, shout out to Erica. Uh, only yeah. she, because she works the late shift, so being in LA, I end up talking with her more than anyone. Oh, and uh, she's just so helpful, not only on, on problems or issues with deliveries, but also just, uh, you know, questions about the platform as well. So anyway, everyone's great. I, don't, I couldn't mention like an Academy Award. I can't mention everyone by name, but uh, yeah. anyway. You can, I bet you could yeah. run down the employee list if you had to. You could probably name yeah, I, I could probably name 10 or 15. Um, yeah. I, that's that's <laughs> about a chunk of them. Exactly. So here's sort of things I learned after. First of all, um, almost like, but almost for a different reason, um, as I said before, I call every customer uh, before, certainly ones that I have where I haven't delivered before. Again, I says, Bob, deliver that catering. I'll be delivering your whatever order. Um, is there any information that you can give me that about parking or unloading that will help me get food faster? So I'm making it a benefit for them, obviously, of course, uh, as well as for me. And um, and that's been usually helpful. Um, one of the we could talk about sort of pet peeves is a lot of times complete information isn't in the app either because they don't give yeah, it. One hundred percent not transferred. Uh, 
and it's, it's probably one thing I would, you know, ask for easy cater or you guys to ask is to put something when the customer places an order where it says, is there any specific information for parking from those? Because um, I deliver in downtown LA a lot, big buildings, mm-hmm. a lot of security. Some you can't go through the lobby, you have to loading docks, the back and around. And um, if you don't have that when you arrive, you're delaying yourself, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Absolutely. So, always reach out. Um, small thing and probably a lot of drivers is I I call it catch and release. I accept every order and then immediately then I'll look at it and if it's not for me I'll release it immediately. Not only does it keep my reflexes fast, but it stops, you know, every time someone drops it from dinging and dinging and dinging and dinging again. Right. Um that's which, a, that's a very you know, good point. And then you're rushing there, oh I already saw that or oh nope someone already dropped it. Right. So that's a big one. The other thing which we talked about a little bit earlier, and I know other drivers have, have discussed, is the having other being getting um, uh, getting friendly with other drivers um, mm-hmm. and getting to know other drivers. A lot of the tips that I got came from them, uh, but it's also wonderful. I can again share orders with them uh, if I have a, a problem at the last minute where I would need to drop an order and it's within the time window. Um, I can say, hey, are you around? Are you able to do this? And I can transfer it over. I think one of the, the coolest things that you guys do is allow us the ability to shift orders between drivers. And mm-hmm. it's been huge. And I, and I have a little posse of people who I've met on the road, some of whom, you know, kind of karma. I met one guy who um, helped me with my bags of the car. He said, oh, who do you work for? I told him. And uh, three weeks later, I ran into him. He says, oh, I started on the platform. It's so wonderful. And great. I had another driver who, um, who was waiting, uh, deliver that driver who was waiting for an order. And mine was, I would have required a couple trips. She said, here, let me, you know, help you to the car. Fine. What's your name? Great. You know what? I'm going to send you orders too. So um, at the end of the day, not every day, they'll say, hey, Bob, you got anything on the west side? You got anything over here? Here, let me check. And then we that so that building that network has been has been great i i saw we all see on the bottom it says that little link for gratuity um i didn't know that you could get an extra tip or how that would work and and mm-hmm. uh, there is a, a it obviously applies mostly to partner orders and uh, i would see a lot uh out here takaya organica is big i don't know i don't know if that's a national chain or not and yeah they're the west coast brand yeah, yeah. and so those are great because you get a little bit more for the delivery fee and any tip goes directly to you. But the downside is sometimes customers don't leave a tip and I would yeah. not, you know, gravitate towards those no tip orders. But then a driver said, you know what, if you get the invoice from the restaurant, there's actually a part on there where it says gratuity. Mm-hmm. And they, and if you get them to sign that, you can get the, so I said, great. And I've tried it and I've gotten, I'd say 80%, of those that I do, add a tip, nothing less than twenty, and I've gotten as much as two hundred dollars. Wow, that's uh, amazing! Yeah, that that was a blew me away. So that's that's um, good information because a lot of drivers will, like you know, like you said, gravitate away from doing those because it's just not guaranteed. So yeah, and, and and I said, you know, you need to approach it. If you just say, here, can you sign this? A lot of people they'll just sign it and not do it. So I, yeah, what I suggest to them is I say, can you? Total up this order and sign off on it. By okay. saying total up Language. Yeah. implies that they've got to put a number in, and they're going to see if you know they're not giving it, leaving it tip or not. And it's pretty so, slick. It's 
pretty slow. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's, Again, it's just I think that's great advice. Things yeah. that, you know, kind of push people in the in the right direction. And then the other thing I learned um, was that on easy cater orders, uh, certainly large ones, maybe over a thousand, you can reach in you guys and say, hey, is there any additional incentive that you can get for me? Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I, 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 um, I, I wish I knew who the, the, uh, the person who did it, but uh, I, I wrote in and said, hey, you know, this is like a $1,500 order. Can I get an extra $30, $35? He comes back. He says, I got you 50 You know, huh. that's great. Wow. But, yeah, I'll take credit for yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say it was me. It was yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, everybody raises their hand. <laughs> yeah. It, um, yeah, and I want to say, you know, you guys say you're a, a company about drivers, and, you know, it's not just a, a tagline in your mission statement. I mean, you guys really do deliver on that, and that, as a driver, and I probably speak for others as well, we really appreciate that. So that's, that's, uh, that's important. Um, we, well, we appreciate so, that statement because, you know, we hear yeah, both a- sides of it. That, that will be a clip. Yeah, we'll clip that. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's a, a great lot of, foundation. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that, obviously. But that's a lot of driving, I must say, too, Bob. Obviously, you're, you're not just doing Deliver That. You're doing other platforms. I'm sure some of your deliveries go pretty far. And I'm just I'm curious, what makes you um, still go out there and, and drive every day? What do you enjoy about uh, delivering, not just on our platform, but on you know in general? Oh, that, that's an interesting question. I, I, do, I do enjoy driving, and I, and I don't know how you could do this and, and not. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a people person. You know, I like being out there. Um, you know, I worked in corporate America you know, for 30 years uh, and, and, and certainly the last part. And, you know, I've had opportunities to go back into, you know, a, a more of that type of workplace. And it I get the chills. It, it's just the idea of going to do that again is, is after having had sort of the freedom and, and the, right. the ability to, to do what I enjoy when to, to I be want your own to boss. Yeah. I mean, I'm, obviously, I'm not making the same amount of money as when I was a, a senior vice president of marketing. But, you know, yeah. at this point, and I'm, you know, probably one of your more senior in terms of uh, age uh, drivers, um, you know, quality of life is, is important too. And uh, right. uh, my father actually ran a limo company. So maybe driving is uh, is in my blood. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's that very sense. true. That, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's <laughs> nice. Wow. Um, a couple things, if I may. Uh, when I started, you know, I, again, approaching it very strategically, you know, one of the first things I wanted to do was eliminate those things that were repetitive actions that if they could be done more streamlined. So, for example, right. I mentioned I did, you know, 20 to 30 deliveries a day when I was doing the other services. And that means you're getting in and out of your car 100 times a day. If you think about it. You're putting the key in, you're taking it out, you're putting it in your pocket. So one of the first things, because um, I had an old, uh, now I drive a Prius, but at the time it was a key ignition. I got this so that I could just, uh, well, it was a key on the end at the time. I could just put the key in and then when I get out, I just take it out and drop it and it's there. And I, fumbling, I, my, my, my hands were getting chafed from having to reach into my pocket a hundred times a day. Wow. To get the, and even with the, the new cars that are, that open automatically, you still have to hit the button to lock it. Right. And it, it's, it's right there. So, so that's one thing that I did. The, uh, the phone holder we talked about just so that it's always in, it's always there in front of me. Um, I've got, uh, oh, this, this I like. So one of the, whoops, my mic just fell, sorry. Um, one of the problems initially was 
you had every time I got in the car, I had you had to plug your phone in again, right? Oh um, yeah, like a hands-free and again, charger. Back, my mic is falling, so I apologize. There. Um, so if you can see this, this is something it it, it attaches to the, you know the regular thing that sticks to your car. But what it does, wait, hold on one second, is you put your your phone in and it actually grabs it. I don't know if you can see it, it goes out. Yeah. And then it puts it. And then when you want to take it out, it, it just releases automatically. So that alone, the ability to just kind of stick it and go, pull it and go, and not have to put what was huge, a small thing. But when you think about how often you're doing it, it makes it makes a big difference over time. Wow. I thought you were going to say something, Ben. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I think uh, you, like we talked about, just taking away like the monotonous tasks, like you said, like taking your keys out of your pocket, plugging your phone and like that thing you just had, that was a hands-free charger, right? That you just yeah, had like, exactly. to, and, yeah, you by the way, you need to have your wireless phone. charging available right. to you. Newer phones do, but it's, it's huge. It's huge. And again, right. I don't know, maybe a lot of people are doing it. They go, oh yeah, that, but when I found I it, it was such a game changer for me that, you know, I thought I'd share it with others. Have you always thought in this way, Bob, as you seem very innovative, you're very much so a problem solver and you've brought some tips to the table already that I have never heard before. Have you always, you always done that? Well, as a marketer, I work, I was a head of strategy. So my, my mindset is to sort of look at something holistically and trying to figure out the best way, whether it's to get a customer interested in the product or whether it's to solve a, a problem. Um, so it, yeah, it does sort of, you know, come naturally, I guess. It mm -hmm. is the way I think. Um, very analytical, sometimes drives people crazy, but uh, for <laughs> But for me, it's uh, yeah, it, it's uh, I, I look at how can, you know, how can I make, you know, putting my phone in more easy? How, how can I get customers to pay more attention and, and, and you know, want to tip me more? So it, it's it is all that. And uh, uh, so I, I yeah, I, I do. And I enjoy I enjoy that part of it as well. So uh, it's uh, it's had the benefit of something that I enjoy doing. That's also obviously been profitable for me on, on many levels. Yeah. And I really like the tip you brought about the language, you know, count that up. But one, one tip I want to ask you about, because you said you took a $1,500 order. I'm sure you've taken more large orders. Yeah, do you have yeah. any tips for those large orders? Like, would you anything special you do? Do you have a cart? What kind of things do you do to get those yeah. in those? Well, it's funny you say that. I, everybody has their own kind of favorite cart. This one is the flat one. It, it, a lot of people have baskets and it's, it, I, to me, that seems limiting because you can't I'll, I'll, he's got so all the this props. is one that's cool because it, it's flat but what it does i if you can see it actually it actually opens Ooh. up so oh. you've got more space here and i've got two of these i excuse me and then this of course goes up um but it folds flat um and i can you know with bungees i can take a lot of food and i have two of those and i can actually put them side by side and i've taken like 12 boxes at once it's wow like, um so yeah and again if you're doing this and you're doing this for real that's uh you know that's the kind of thing you need to do the job with that yeah. and that's what, that's what you kind of said something there that kind of hit home for me is like it, are you doing this for real and it's like if, if you want to be someone like like bob or like mignon or like charles or these people who we're talking to on the podcast who are really taking this gig work a, a lot more serious than maybe some other individuals do you know these are things that it, it, it's going to be an investment on your end. But like Bob said, you know, if you take two deliveries on our platform specifically, maybe others, 
it, everything's paid for, you know, within within an hour of your time. So it's mm-hmm. like the return on your investment is almost immediate by only taking one or two deliveries. So it's almost like a yeah. like a break even is very very simple to find. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do uh, want to, since we're kind of going on the realms of like ways to deliver that can help out the drivers moving forward. Are there other things you see on your end, Bob, that you think, you know, systems we could be updating or um, like you yeah. mentioned, like getting more delivery info and special delivery instructions. Are there more sure. things that you think a- we absolutely. could be doing better? And again, prefacing by saying you guys do a great job and, you know, there are limitations, but uh, in terms of things that uh, I, I would, that might make the job easier. Um, a lot of times you go to contact customer and the number going to either you or right. and if you haven't, you know, if, again, I try to call when I'm leaving, but if you're making that call as you're pulling up, you know, now it's another 10 minutes to, you know, and, and you guys are busy, you know, I can't believe you've got what, 20 dispatchers covering what, a hundred different cities. Uh, not even. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it might be it, a little it, less crazy. for the employees and so, higher for the so cities. I get that, but again, I don't know what why a decision is made sometimes to provide the customer's order or or not. So having uh, that, I ask the same question sometimes. Yeah. To be honest, okay. yeah. <laughs> so so that that would be one. Um, I do find that a lot of times, inform you know from what the customers are saying, that information that they are that they claim they're putting into their order, right? Is, whether it's Easy cater or direct um, is not being com- uh, communicated to the app. So it mm-hmm. might be a um, might be a suite number, it might be parking directions, door code, and you know I've been many times I've called and they said, oh I put that in there. Okay, so just and again I don't know where yeah. that's falling short or, or but uh, again something. Awesome. All right, Bob. Well, I'm I'm good to wrap it up, man. We've been we've been chatting here for we're going on an hour here, man. So I appreciate. Has it the, really been? Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. We're we're yeah we're did, breezing did through knock, it. Uh, Cody's time off. Are you gonna? Oh, have to Cody will Cody will get the- on when he gets on. Yeah, not, he'll not, be fine. Dude, we see that kid every day. We don't need to see him more. <laughs> but yeah, I I well, man, I appreciate you coming on. Obviously, we're we're dealing with a, a time change here with going from you know, Eastern to Pacific, Ohio yeah. to, to California. So thank you for joining us early in your day yeah. and a little towards the afternoon on our end. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you later on if you have deliveries today and over the weekend. And we appreciate everything you're doing for us, man. Thank and you. Doing it, for was, yourself. it was a real pleasure. And thank you again for the opportunity to be able to come on and sort of uh, share my thoughts. Awesome. Absolutely. We'd love right, to Bob. hear them. Thanks so much, man. We'll see you soon. Wow, Ben, that was honestly one of my favorite interviews I think we've had yet. The way that he integrated his previous experience and other jobs in to deliver that and also how he was so prepared with all his equipment and brought tips to, to the drivers and people listening that they honestly probably have never heard before. At least I haven't, I should say. I think, yeah, I mean, for me, there there are a ton of things to touch on with Bob. I mean, we, we spoke personally, me and him, off camera on Wednesday to do like our podcast check-in to make sure the connection's good and everything. Mm-hmm. And I basically, I knew from the jump it was going to be a great conversation, right? Obviously, he's got the the talk show background, maybe not being on camera, but he understands like the workflow of a conversation, how to set it up, how to speak about topics and how to give like tangible advice and, and bring, you know, actionable things to a conversation that people can actually utilize. Mm-hmm. So understanding that form of the conversation, I think, made it way easier to like kind of just have the actual conversation with him um, between the three of us. but. 
from there, I mean, speaking to someone like that, who's been on the platform, like we talked about from October to December, the first three months of his tenure took almost 250 deliveries, which is crazy in, in 90 days. I don't know. That works out to almost three a day, yeah. basically yeah. like just, just, yeah, 70, yeah, yeah, just under three a day. Yeah. Quick math. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and three a day, I mean, on our platform, that's basically 75 bucks a day, quick math. I don't know. I, I'm not going to even try to do that math, but we usually try to go for people making at least like a hundred dollars a day on our platform. So someone who's basically almost getting to that mark or maybe even eclipsing it on most days, especially on the deliveries he's taking with Takayo who have those nice pre-tips or even situations we talked about where mm -hmm. he's, you know, using those actions, we'll call them to um, get those tips added on, you know, reaching out to the customer beforehand, asking if they need anything else, great advice, asking if they have parking, asking if they have better instructions, you know, making sure he facilitates the delivery in a way that makes the customer feel um, catered to, you know, mm -hmm. not to use a, a good verb for our business specifically, but to, to make them feel catered to and, and to make his customer service go above and, the, uh, and beyond. So it's yeah. just, I mean, he, we, we obviously we're, we're talking to like the cream of the crop of our drivers yeah. the people we're having on. So it's, it's not outlandish to say that he's like one of the best drivers we have, but yeah, I think that goes without being said with Bob. I think he, he made it very clear that he is committed and invested in doing what yeah, and I was so happy just to hear, too, the feedback that he had for us, the things that for we sure. needed to change, because it brought a perspective of, like, having the contact information isn't about just finding the customer at the drop-off. It's about creating experience for them that's, right, you know, beforehand. very positive. So I think that, I thought that was great. But uh, I really, uh, I'm really excited to announce this next segment we got going on, because we got one of, uh, <laughs> an, uh, one of a kind on the podcast here to uh, yeah, meet these, the team. Yeah, these keep getting better and better on mine. I, I, I like that we're, we're getting into, like— Better the, than a me, I was— we're, yeah, hundred percent better uh, than you, geez. without a doubt. Not even a question. Can you believe it? But we're getting into like the nitty gritty of like the employees now. Now we're like out of the, the the we're past like the first lap of our employees. So now we're getting into like the the deeper the realm of employees who have been here. Maybe I think Cody. Well, I just gave it away. But our next employee, Cody, he he's been with the company now. I think two years, maybe going on three years at this point. So yeah, yeah. I mean, let's just bring him on. We got meet the team segment. Cody Dasky, thanks for joining us today, buddy. Yeah, what's going on, boys? Yeah, Thank you for having decked me. Decked out in the DT gear. Yeah, love, love the rep. Love Came the rep. prepared. Absolutely. Yeah. They uh, when you put me on the calendar to show up today, I figured I'd have to have you know something blue on. I'm, wow. I'm not gonna lie. I came around the corner earlier, and you were walking towards me. I thought I just saw the I saw like the lowercase D on your sweatpants. I thought you got delivered that branded blue sweatpants for a second. I wish. I really wish. I and, I and I hope that Jim sees this one too, because that's something we we're yeah, definitely going to joggers. We could use some joggers, some sweatpants, even some shorts. Honestly, for yeah, everybody out west shorts. or down oh, yeah. south, where it's a little warmer. Yeah, yeah that's that's a great idea. Yeah, we're 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 helping people with the top, not the bottom. You make some deliver that socks. People love collecting socks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, whatever yeah. we can do, whatever we can throw our brand on, honestly, to get it out there and get it in the eyes of the public. I think. Uh, I think it's only going to benefit. That's that. Yeah, that's without a doubt. Without a doubt, agree, agree with that one hundred percent. But let's let's get this conversation going a little bit, and and we like to start with everyone here on the Meet the Team segment and kind of get a backstory of where you were before Deliver That, then mm -hmm. get into your beginnings with Deliver That, and then what's been happening since then. And you have uh, not a sh I won't call it strange because it's not strange. It's very common. But we're gonna dive back. It's 2022 now, so this is this is a decade ago. 
a decade ago. Oh yeah. It's 2012. You just graduated no. from Glen Oak. <laughs> yeah, did you know I was going to bring this up? No. You just graduated from Glen Oak High School and it's June maybe, a month or two after graduation and we're in Myrtle Beach. When you say were? Well, so this is what we're going to get into. So pre-deliver that I don't know if I, this is why I wanted to ask. I don't know if you were aware at the time, but I was not aware at the time that we actually Cody and I, and then maybe Jim and Darian crossed paths on senior trip in Myrtle beach, 2012. Wow. We stayed in the same, it was called the Catalina, the Catalina legendary place. If you go to uh, yeah. Myrtle beach, by the way. Oh, wow. Now so, they know all about you. So yeah. So we all, <laughs> we all stayed in the same like facility and I'm sure, I don't know if you, I think you told D upon the interview process that you remembered meeting him there, mm-hmm. but cause I mean, he's in, he's sticks out like a sore thumb. He's six, four, 320 pounds. He's a massive, you know, college lineman. So pretty easy to remember that guy, but I definitely didn't remember meeting you there. I'm sure we, shared a few beers, you know, had a good time, but do, do you remember those times? Do you remember seeing Darian down there or anyone from the company? Yeah, of course. I mean, first first off, shout out to Glen Oak and Jackson High School, two great places here in Canton, Ohio. Um put Jackson in there. But <laughs> to to touch on uh senior trip in in the least, I mean, I'm almost lost for words. Like like Ben alluded to, it's been about a decade now and Man, there were some good times. Uh, a lot of good times that we remember, and then some that you know, unfortunately, we just do <laughs> yeah, not. But you uh, may not, yeah. Absolutely, no. It was a great time, and you know, and <laughs> I, I don't think we all formally knew each other before senior trip there. But I mean, playing football against you guys course, growing yeah, up through high right. school, we should have referenced that as well. <laughs> no, uh, that that was always a good time. You know, being competitive on the field, and then look at us ten years later. I mean, we're competitive in the office, still having fun and going right. after it. So. Yeah, it's just why it's wild. I just wanted to bring that up solely to like point out things that happen where like people are in your lives and then like you reintroduce yourselves to them later on. And then like you have conversations. Like, I don't think we knew about that until like we were in the office one day and we were like, yo, you remember seeing your trip at Myrtle Beach? And Cody was like, yeah, wait, I was down there. And then like you get down this rabbit hole of a conversation and then you're like, oh, shit, we were literally in the same place. Like literally like two doors down from each other, like probably we're at the same parties every night. Like, so that kind of stuff, like those connections to me are just like very wild to even bring up in conversation. But you're smart not to go into detail about what happened on that well, trip. Yeah, we're obviously, <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously not going too far. Yeah, that's one thing we can't do. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like Ben said, I mean, the fun that we had down there, whether it was you know throwing throwing the football on the beach, chasing after the girls down there. I mean, it was interviewing uh, for jobs. It was definitely a blast. <laughs> Take care of the elderly. Yeah, definitely help, wasn't thinking about the, the future. Street. That's yeah. for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah that's but yeah i just wanted to touch on that very briefly there but so we're gonna flash forward then so about 2012 is when that happened we're going about seven years forward i believe um we're all back in canton ohio obviously tristan's with the company i'm with the company at the time i believe you're selling insurance you can correct me if i'm wrong here yeah i worked uh I worked for a marketing agency marketing, more or less right. and uh what my position was to do is actually to market for a insurance brand. Um so I did that for about 2 or 3 years again with another buddy that we're all uh pretty close with as well from high school. Right. Um so that that was a good time but it it uh now that I look back on it I'm definitely thankful for everything I learned there and how it's been able to help me in my new role here at Deliver That. Yeah and then I I honestly I just wanted to get into kind of how you got introduced to deliver that what 
Because yeah. like a lot of the previous people we've talked to, you know, they're friends from high school, little brothers of friends like Tristan or, you know, family friends, things of that nature. You were kind of one of the original employees who was outside of the initial bubble of like the Jackson High School. Who's still here. Yeah. Can't, well, yeah. Right. Who's still here. But you're still can't know how native. So how did you hear about Deliver That? Do you remember? Was it like a job posting? Was it a, a someone in your ear like, hey, this company is up and coming or what happened? Yeah, absolutely. I actually was working with another gentleman by the name of Briar um, at my yes, previous yes, job before Briar. here. And uh, we were actually doing the same thing more or less there. And when our job started to slow down, uh, both of us were kind of looking for newer opportunities out there. Um, so I know that Briar actually knows John Zeno, one right. of the co-founders here of Deliver That, um, was playing basketball with him on the side, all that good stuff. Um, but that's kind of how this opportunity got put into my ear. Uh, Briar and I developed a pretty good relationship at our previous job, and he uh, heard about this opening here, interviewed for it, and decided it really wasn't good for him or it just wasn't his niche for whatever reason. So he had reached out to me. Um, once I had done a little bit of research, I obviously saw Darian, Jim, uh, and a couple other people. So I, I wanted to hop at the opportunity. So that's kind of how I heard about this, and the rest is history. And I remember those days, Cody, when uh, after you you know got hired and trained, it was just me and you in the office, six thirty in the morning for first ones. I mean, what for like almost a year, right? Yeah, I we mean, drank a whole pot of coffee before anybody pot, else just got me and you, here. Just a pot of coffee. You know, we, we weren't like, we were so busy those days, but we weren't as busy as we were. So me and you, we, we had a good time in those mornings. 6.30 on the dot every day. Absolutely. And never make any more. Yeah, I was about to say, that's just not <laughs> happening. No, nope, not anymore. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. No. But, uh, but, so, but talking about that, when you, when you originally started, so you're originally brought on for a sales role, and then... You, we, you know, we needed help in dis dispatch. It was one of the most important parts of the company and also was a place where we needed assistance at. So you kind of got thrown into that role for a long time before you kind of really transitioned into um, um, majority-wise uh, business development role. Right. And you still do some uh, logistics, obviously, quite a bit, honestly, with how busy we've been. But what was, yep. what was that like? And how did you feel about that transition and taking on that extra role during that time? Yeah, so when I was uh, actually going through the whole interview process, my final interview uh, was actually with Darian, who's now the CEO here at Deliver That. And when I was going through that with him, he kind of told me like, hey, this is where we want you to be in, you know, a sales type role with, you know, leading the accounts, overseeing the accounts, our partners, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but he also made me aware that everybody that starts here at Deliver That has to start on the logistics end of the business and go through dispatching to really learn the ins and outs, right? To really see what a day can be like for a driver, learn their pain points, learn how to talk to them, et cetera. So um, wearing multiple hats inside the company has definitely been a challenge, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think it has ultimately made me a better person, a better coworker and et cetera. So um, at the end of the day, I'm happy that it was put on my plate. Um, I did my best with it and hopefully, you know, uh, everybody can see that. Absolutely. And do you actually, I'm, I'm curious then, do you agree with that perspective that Darian gave you that the starting there in the logistics was probably, do you think it was a cornerstone, a foundation for you to like uh, succeed at this company? Do you think that was true? 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that that really helped me learn the ins and outs. Um, and, you know, like I just said, the what a day of a driver can really look right. like, learn their pain points, see where they're coming from, kind of put yourself in their shoes. 
Um, I know another thing here at Deliver That that we do when we're onboarded to be an employee here is actually take a delivery ourselves. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, once again, and I, I know you guys have done it as well, right? Uh, maybe you have a delay at a restaurant or maybe you can't find parking at the drop-off location, whatever that may be. But it just ultimately, at the end of the day, helps you understand what the driver can and possibly is going through as well as how to handle that. Yeah. Before we go to this next question, me and him were just talking about before the podcast. If anybody knows that, right, it's got to be Cody. Remember when he would drive up to Macedonia all the time <laughs> to deliver for Chick Fil A because well, we couldn't find a driver. Maybe oh, that. I mean, boy. that was. A, I mean, that was a stretch and probably not something we would do today. But you're so invested in your account and right. getting it done that you drove. What is it? Forty five minutes. Yeah, it's, it's something a, like it's a, that. It's a trek up seventy seven. Yeah, to Macedonia. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but good old uh, Rick Flair up there. <laughs> he, uh, Rick, he really, really Rick, appreciates it. Rick Filet. Yeah. Rick Filet. That's what Absolutely. Yeah. No, we love you, Rick. Shout out to you, too. Yeah, shout yeah. out, Rick. But I, I also want to touch on, too, within the dispatch department, because I specifically struggled with this like throughout my tenure within dispatch. And Cody is someone who I think a lot of people have harped on, which is like he's um someone who you can really look to who handles conversations very well. And Like mm -hmm. if a driver calls in very upset or a partner calls very upset, like Cody is like the one like rock of a person who like will he can get beaten and battered in a conversation. You'll see him standing over there and like his tone doesn't change. His demeanor doesn't change. Like everything he goes through, he goes through the same thought processes, the same ways to facilitate the issue, handle the problem and get them the best solution. Mm -hmm. So I think I would just I just want to give you major props for that, because personally, I've always struggled with that, getting very frustrated with drivers, not understanding like not understanding why this is such a huge problem on their end. And then they call in, get so upset. And then it's very easy to like reciprocate that energy and in turn get upset with them. Yeah. But he's someone who's always been like very, very still, very like peaceful on the phone, like a very calming voice I feel like to talk to. So just props to you on that. Man. No, I really appreciate that. It truly does mean a lot coming from my peers, you know, the people that I'm more or less going to war with every day. So thank you for that. Um, and I gotta give I gotta give a, a huge thank you to Darian. Um, I mean, that the open door policy that he carries here at delivered that you know whether it's a question or you just need a tip or you want to pick his brain on how to be better at something or how to word something in a more professional manner. He he's given me the blueprint, uh, opened up his his brain and dumped knowledge on me in every way I can be thankful for. So thank you. Yeah, amazing and. Also, you know, I want to mention is you're not afraid to to give the partners or the even the drivers the truth. If, if somebody messes up or somebody does a great job, even you're going to bluntly tell them, like, this is what you did. Like, this is not look good. And then on the other end, when it comes to your accounts, you got to clean up the mess. Right. And it's not easy to do. And I got major respect for that because I 100 percent telling you, I know perfect. I could not do that. That was not that's just not my personality. Absolutely. No, it, uh, it, it can definitely be struggling sometimes. And sometimes, uh, I think, I think the majority of the time it's really just being able to swallow your pride and say, Hey, you know, we messed up, we're going to own it a hundred percent. How can we make it right? Uh, but in those conversations, I, I always try to take a breath and think back, you know, and it's what comes to my mind is it's not exactly always what you say, but how you say it, right? How are you going to deliver this message? What is your demeanor and what is your tone going to be like? So that when the person that you're speaking to receives your message you want them to take that in a positive way yeah that's a great point that is a great point that is a very good point and i i do uh just want to kind of continue down the business development role so like we said you know you, you kind of came in 
got thrown into more of a dispatch role for a, a pretty heavy amount of time, probably longer than anticipated, I would imagine, for yourself and maybe even people within the company. Um, but then obviously, you know, things loosen up. We maybe brought on more people and you kind of got more into that actual business development role. So now you're reaching out to prospective partners. You know, you're handling actual live partners. You know, you got Zoe's, Takaya, Earl Enterprises, you know, the list goes on and on and on, especially with these new partners you're still facilitating business with. But initially you're doing a lot of pr pr prospecting. So, you know, we're going on websites, we're seeing, you know, I don't, I don't know what you were searching at the time. Maybe you want to give the people tips and tricks for, for prospecting, but you know, you're looking at top 50 businesses, seeing who does the most catering, you're reaching out to those businesses. And then from there, as COVID kind of hit and people needed a delivery service and so it kind of flipped the, the game on its head so now it wasn't like hey we need business it was more like people need a delivery service so it was kind of more now people are reaching out to us so it kind of took away the function of you having to prospect and get that business um a little less organic well it was less organic in, in the beginning now it became organic because people were now reaching out to us mm -hmm. so i guess for for starters what was prospecting like for you in the beginning? And do you, do you miss that function of the, of the job outlook now? I know, I think as of late, we're actually going to start getting into more prospecting. I believe we've had recent conversations about that, but as of the past year or so, it's been kind of on the back burner. So is that something you missed? Yeah. So the prospecting, the outreach, the cold calling, the scouring, the internet, LinkedIn, scouring. different social media platforms out there. Um, it is definitely something that I miss and something I still do to this day, just not to the capacity that I was. Mm -hmm. um, but Ben, I think that you hit it right on the head, man. Um, you know, before we were in a position where it was, hey, let's try to formulate as much business as we can. Um, COVID hit, we we started to gain business almost as, as silly as it sounds, right? A lot of people were shutting down and going out of work and it just seemed like our work was increasing. So right. Um, we had to adapt. We had to adapt like we do all the time here in this industry. It hardly ever stays the same for a certain amount of time. So being able to more or less put the ball in our court and say, hey, instead of us going out there and looking for all these potential partners, um, these partners are now coming to us, mm -hmm. right? They needed us. So it, it was nice to know that, hey, number one, our service works. Number two, our people are happy with our service. Um, and it, it, what we were finding is these people were reaching out to their friends in the industry who as well were experiencing troubles with getting drivers, having delivery drivers to deliver their meals, et cetera. Um, and a lot of referrals were just coming our way. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we have a, a heck of a team, an all-star team here to facilitate, you know, and help out these people and these restaurants, these brands, whenever they need us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's pretty pretty <laughs> cut and, sums pretty, it up. Yeah, right? pretty cut and dry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, was a, that was a great, great response. Yeah. Great response. Um, I, I don't this is I don't know if T do you have anything? I've I have a closing question that's kind of off the books here, but do you have anything we want to talk about delivery that by surprise? Before? No. Hit it. No? Yep. All right. Well, so this is a little off the books. This wasn't in the outline, but I just kind of thought of it as the conversation started. I want to highlight a little bit because we've we talk about everyone, you know, within Deliver That, but we kind of like to get into their personal lives a little bit so people get a, a better feeling of like who they are outside of work as well. So as of, I don't, I'm a butcher like the dates here, but the past few months, I'll say to give myself a, a baseline, you pop the question. Pop the question. You pop the question. 
the most nervous I've ever been in my life was I'll say that. So you're getting, you're planning a wedding currently, I believe for the end of this year, maybe. Yep. Yeah. No, uh, November 6th. Oh, I didn't, I didn't get the invite yet. Yeah. You're not, they're still coming. Oh, they're still coming. He's not coming, (laughs) but no, I just wanted to, I wanted to maybe get down we don't have to get like deep into your family situation or anything like that. But you know, being back in a position where you have a career that you can afford to, you know, you know, propose, be, put yourself in a position where you can, you recently moved into a new house as well. You know, mm. you're providing for a daughter and, you got a dog. and, and, and grace, you have a, you, you have a dog. So like all these things, you know, you're in a comfortable position with a great um, company who can afford you these things. Now, what, you know, is there anything you want to touch on with that that we can just, you know, kind of back and forth about? No, man, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm truly thankful. Uh, like Ben was alluding to, I do have a fiance. We got engaged in January of 2022. Um, we have a daughter. Um, she actually just turned 11 this past week. So shout out to Grace. Uh, dog as well. But no, I, I, well. I, I really think, you know, working here, um, you know, not, not to get too sappy, but it's made me a better person, better worker, um, boyfriend, father, all that good stuff. Um, and I know I say it all the time. We have something called the winner's meeting. Have you guys ever talked about the winner's meeting yeah, out here did, before? Yeah, I think I've, re- I've referenced it a few times. I think we met, we talked about it on Christians meet the team maybe. So I, people might, might not be too familiar with it, but yeah. We awesome. About it. Awesome. Well, yeah, our, our winner's meeting is kind of where we try to get our leadership team here. Um, together once a week and we read a book kind of recap it say how we all feel etc um but the way that everybody opens up in there it allows for everybody to learn a little bit more about each person in that room every week um we open up everybody kind of lets their guards down a little bit um but i i think that uh can kind of attribute a lot to this as well um mm-hmm. to really putting into perspective you know why i wake up and come to work every day why i do the things in my life that i do every day um and I guess the easy answer to that is it always resorts back to my family. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, um, it, it brings authenticity to your life. Like it's not a robotic thing where you come to work, you have a purpose in your job, you have a purpose in your life and everything bleeds into one another. And I think that's, uh, I think that meeting, like you said, is one of the greatest ways to put that into perspective. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, we can, we can end on that. No, I did just want to say, you know, um, yeah, not to get too sappy again, but I think, you know, when, you grow up, you, you have friends in high school, you have friends in college, and then you kind of get your career, your job, and, and you have like work friends, you know, that you like talk to at work every day and like you hang out with at work. But personally, Cody has become someone, you know, I'm, I'm texting him on the weekends. We're hanging out on the weekends. Really? Wow. We're, well, yeah, no, obviously not including you. He, we're, <laughs> we're being, we, we bond over the UFC, a lot of, a lot of football, a lot, a lot of yeah. Sports gambling, bet responsibly. Um, so I, I just want to say, you know, I, I appreciate you outside of work as well. You know, you've become someone I can lean on, you know, with personal things that are going on in my life, you know, business, work, and, you know, familial issues. So I just really appreciate having you and being able to have created this relationship, not only within this workspace, but also now outside of it. So thank you for that. No, and I, I reciprocate that, man. Thank you guys as well, man. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> And it's kind of funny as I as I sit down and I try to work out my wedding list, man. And it's like I I need my family here, right? I need my DT family here with me to celebrate. So can't wait to do that with you guys as well. And uh, I'm very appreciative of your friendships. Yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much for joining us. We uh we do got to close out. I don't know if you watch the podcast at all, but we got to close it out. And I usually like the guests to do it, so I'll instruct you on how to do it. 
but then you got to do it yourself. So you just got to give me a point to the screen. Let the people know I deliver that.com backslash podcast. They can submit their questions. They can submit to be a guest and they can even submit to be onboarded as a driver on the platform. So let them know I deliver that.com backslash podcast. And what can they do with the link? You guys got the link right here at the bottom of the screen. It's idelivertha.com backslash podcast. Like, subscribe, and share if I got that one correctly. Yeah, like, subscribe, share it. Or you guys, uh, you guys can share it. You can request to be on the podcast. You can apply to be a driver. Um, tell everybody, share it, and we're happy to keep doing this for you guys. All right. All right. Thanks for coming Another on. Another one Cody. in the books. Thank, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.